0: Hi guys, welcome to episode four of the Mission Empowered podcast and this week we are going to be talking all about three big things that are stopping you from achieving your fat loss goals. Now I am not going to be talking about calorie deficit, what workouts to do, oh no no, I am talking about the three big things that we want to be addressing before we look at the calorie deficit and what workouts we're going to sign up for and these three big things are always the ones that people don't think about. Whenever I take on new clients or do a bit of a lifestyle assessment for someone, they'll always tell me, "But I eat well and you know I go to the gym five times a week." And then when we get into these three big things, it's like they've never gave them a thought before, and they are so paramount for fat loss. So I am here today to hopefully give you a bit of a light bulb moment on each of them, and um, without overloading it with science. And I think this is why. People don't talk about it because they think, oh, you know, it's unsexy. You know, it's not really interesting, and um, people aren't going to even listen to me. But they're important. So today, guys, again, like I said, I'm going to try and keep it short, snappy, jazzy, and um, straight to the point. So let's get into it. So, number one, because it is the most important in my um, in my opinion that we don't, you know, look at is our sleep or therefore not getting enough sleep, and Yes, sleep is important from a health point of view, really, really important in that point of view. But from a fat loss point of view, this is what I'm going to talk about now. So, you may have heard the statistics of optimal sleep being seven to nine hours. Okay. So, that's what we're aiming for. Now, a little statistic. Why do I keep saying statistic? I'm literally setting myself up for a fail. A little statistic, see? A little statistic I've got for, yeah, is that 75% of the UK get less than eight hours sleep, right? 75% and 63% of the UK are overweight. That is not a coincidence, guys. Okay, so I know the majority of people, because of the statistic being 75%, will be getting less than 79 hours sleep. Um, And I know a lot of people listening will be mums, having busy lives, maybe working shifts. But at the end of the day, it's the card that we've been dealt. And we need to be aware of what lack of sleep is actually doing to us, and our fat loss goals, because to be honest with you, if you're getting really low sleep, and you're throwing yourself into workouts and dieting, you're doing yourself a disservice, so if we can nail the sleep off the back of this podcast, or it just gives us a light bulb moment, job done, so let's get into it, so, optimally, seven to nine hours sleep per night. And a little fact that I've got here, guys, is if we are getting that seven to nine hours sleeping, we are looking at burning around 440 calories in that sleep, um, in, in that 79 hours of sleep. Now, 440 calories is about an hour on the treadmill. So, same, same. Which one would you rather be doing? Because I know which one I'd rather be doing. So, yeah, 440 calories. So, ne- n- nearly 500 calories on a good night's sleep. Amazing. Uh, what else we do when we're in sleep, guys, is this is where our body optimally gains muscle. So if you are looking at reshaping, getting stronger, um, having a nice pair of bum or whatever, uh, this is where your body's going to optimally build that lean muscle in that sleep as well. It's where our body recovers and repairs. And that's just from day-to-day stuff as well. So running around, doing our jobs, looking after the kids, you know, pl- playing sport, whatever we're doing, having that optimal sleep is where our body's going to recover and repair as well it also really helps, I'm digressing off fat loss here, but also with your memory, so something I've seen with my clients in the past, is when we optimize getting their good sleep in, they told me how good they feel, like cognitively, why am I keep throwing big words out, um, but their brain, they feel more switched on, they're remembering stuff, they they are more aware when it comes to work, and they're more active when it comes to work, so I'm, aside from fat loss, it's really good for your brain as well. Okay, so it regulates our blood sugar, So this means we are going to have less cravings throughout the day. And I'm going to talk about uh, the hormones that are um, responsible for this in a second. But so again, regulating blood sugar levels, guys, is super important when we're in fat loss, because we don't want to be having sugary snackery, snackery, sugary snacky cravings. Um, because it just makes it harder to stay within our you know our calorie targets or you know just eat healthily if we've got these cravings for cakes biscuits and sweets and whatever so sleep a good night's sleep also regulates your blood sugar now i'm going to talk about the hormones that it affects guys so and again i'm going to keep this towards fat loss so we have got two main hormones when it comes to fat loss we have got leptin and we have got ghrelin I just pressed the button. I thought I'd press stop. No, I haven't. So we've we've got leptin and we've got ghrelin. Stay with me, guys. This is important, okay? Leptin is the hormone responsible for us feeling full. Ghrelin is the hormone responsible for us feeling hungry. Now, when we have a shit night's sleep, what happens is our leptin hormone decreases and our ghrelin hormone increases. And in black and white, that means we feel less full and less satisfied, and we feel more hungry and more snacky. Now, when this ghrelin hormone, which is our hunger hormone, increases, we we're not looking to snack on a salad. This increases our want to snack on carbohydrates, junk foods, sugary foods, fast energy foods. Okay. So just relate it to if you've ever had a bad night's sleep and a great way to do this guys if you've ever had a bit of a, hung- a hangover and you haven't had the best sleep and you wake up the next day and you're feeling snacky and you, you feel like you know you're eating but you're not feeling satisfied and you're constantly like oh what can I eat next what can I eat next relate that to having a bad night's sleep and that is that ghrelin hormone in full swing okay so again I'm just going to say that one more time when we have a bad night's sleep our hormone that is responsible to make us feel full after a meal, that decreases, so we don't feel satisfied, and our ghrelin hormone, our hunger hormone, that is responsible for giving us that grumbly tummy feeling, ghrelin, grumbly tummy, tummy, that increases, so therefore we are increasing wanting to snack, and therefore snack on junk and carbs and fast energy, and then the last hormone I want to talk about, guys, is a bad night's sleep actually increases our stress hormone, and we already live pretty bloody stressful lives, we don't need any more excess stress, but having a bad night's sleep does increase that stress hormone, and the stress hormone then increases the hunger hormone, it has a knock-on effect to that, and there's also been studies, guys, that when this stress hormone is high, this actually increases our belly fat as well, so again, I know a lot of women they have feel like they have um they the what you call it, like their main area they want to lose fat on that they feel the most insecure about is their tummy whereas they'll say that to me and then I'll ask them what their sleep routine is like what their bedtime routine is like what their sleep's like and they'll say oh it's terrible you know I'll watch Netflix I fall asleep on the couch then I go to bed then I can't get off to sleep so I flick on my phone and then they're saying but I'll, I want to lose weight on my tummy and they've got a stressful job and they all they need to change is okay go to bed Get seven and a half hours sleep, and they see a dramatic reduction in their belly fat because they are addressing that good night's sleep. That good night's sleep is then bringing their stress hormone down. That stress hormone and the good night's sleep are both bringing down the hunger hormone. So they're feeling satisfied when they eat, and therefore they are going to lose uh, weight off this tummy. So that is why sleep, in a bloody, really small nutshell, is super important for fat loss, guys. And again, it does need to be a priority. If you are not prioritizing a sleep routine and getting to bed and getting that good quality sleep in over counting calories and going to boot camp six nights a week, like you're doing yourself a massive disservice and you're actually probably 99% slowing your own results down by not doing so. And the one thing I just want to wrap up on that sleep section is that no babes, you cannot catch up of a weekend because as I've just said, once that day is gone and that, that poor night's sleep has already happened, the snacking's already kicked in, you know, the hormone imbalance is already there, you, you can't catch up on 12-hour sleep on a Saturday and your body goes, it's okay, we've re- regulated everything, it's not how it works, our bodies work on a 24-hour clock and as soon as that day's gone, it's gone and we're already feeling the repercussions of it. So, that is sleep. That is number one. And I hope that gave you some insight of if we're not prioritizing it, why we should be. Number two on my list of things stopping you getting your fat loss results is food quality. Now, guys, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I actually did an IGTV on this uh, the other week. And it was about food quality over quantity because something again, I see a lot of on social media and people saying to me, you know, well, I kept it within my calories is people saying like calories, calories are calories. Okay. That there's the same amount of calories in a 200 calorie salad and a 200 calorie chocolate bar. It's just not true. And if anyone's ever told you, told you that that's okay. And that's what it is. No, they're wrong. um, Categorically wrong. What, what is with me today? I wonder if there's like something in the moon that's trying to fluff my words up. Um, Okay, so let's talk about food quality then. So when we talk about food quality, what I'm talking about, guys, is when we are tracking calories in a deficit is thinking, right, what can I fit into my calories? And, you know, do I like it? Um, Okay, so I'm going to fit in a a bowl of cereal for breakfast, then I'm going to have a shop bought toasty for me lunch, because I can fit it in my calories, then I'm going to have some chicken nuggets and some micro pasta for me tea, yeah, yeah, Bosh, loved it, you know, got all that, but all that, all that food is made up of processed food, now, the biggest thing for me to explain to clients, and to you guys listening, is that processed food is, is like easy energy for your body, okay, now remember guys, energy that we don't get used, gets stored as fat, So if we're putting easy energy into our body, that means it's really easy for your body to store that. Okay, so it can use it. But if we're not using it, it's super easy to store. Whereas if we look at 200 calories of, like I said before, like a high protein salad, uh, maybe with some potatoes, like let's just say like a tuna potato salad. Now we've got lots of protein in there, lots of fiber in there. Our body's going to have to work to break down that protein. So what that means is that's not easy energy for our body to utilize. It's going to have to work to take the energy out. Okay. Now when our body's working to take energy out of foods, guess what else it's doing? It's burning calories. Calories because that's what calories are they are stored energy so if our body doesn't have to use energy to break a food down it literally that food just goes straight into our bloodstream and it even is like right use me up or store me as fat whereas if we compare you know the processed food data the tuna salad the, the potatoes that your body's utilizing to break down then it's going to be using them it's going to be using more calories to break down them food that food going through your body and it's also then you got to work on the protein the fiber all of this stuff that again is great for our digestive system it's great for your body to um utilize stored energy for to break it down so that's the first point on food quality over um uh, like good food quality over processed food is that the energy is different in it and it is um also things like spiking our blood sugar levels, so again, I said this before, in your sleep about having, you want to have balanced blood sugar levels to reduce them cravings, if we're getting processed food, which is spiking our blood sugar levels, what goes up must come down, okay, so when we come down off that junk food high, it sends us that signal of, oh my god, I want more of that, so again, if we're having, let's, let's, Um, you know, compare 200 calorie chocolate bar again to a 200 calorie whole meal. Our body's going to have this 200 calorie chocolate bar, spike our blood sugars, give us that big high and then give us that big low. So we start the cycle again of having more junk food. Whereas if we have the meal that doesn't necessarily massively spike our blood sugar levels, we're not going to have that massive high, we're not going to have that massive low and we're not going to feel the need to go on a junk food rampage again. So again, that's where food quality comes into it. Thinking about what's gonna happen after we're eating the meal. Um, where am I up to? Okay, so I've got my notes today, guys. Because again, this one, you know, I, I feel like I've done stuff on mindset and I wanted today to, to really help you because I think there's so much help out there on calorie deficits and stuff, but people just get scared to go into explaining like the to deep dive into actually what's really important so as i said back into the food quality it's junk food and highly processed food is easily absorbed into our system therefore it literally sits in us and it says use me as energy or store me as fat it doesn't quite work the same when we have whole foods okay they are less easily absorbed our body has to work hard to digest them but also whole processed foods have the benefits of being good for our digestion, good for our gut health, good for our hormone balance as well. They can actually improve our sleep. So all of these benefits that come from whole foods, good quality foods that we don't get from, um processed junk foods now guys I'm not going to tell you to never eat a chocolate bar again I'm not about that life but what I am recommending is think of it as the 80 20 rule so rather than just sitting on my fitness pal thinking right how much sugary foods or foods that I love in you know quotation marks can I get into my day and think right well actually em's told me that I'm going to store more of this energy because it's easily absorbed in my bloodstream. So I'm going to stick to three whole meals and then maybe 20% of my calories I'm going to use on um, on junk foods or on, you know, a chocolate bar or a bag of crisps. Like there's nothing wrong doing that because the 80-20 rule definitely works. 80% of your calories come from whole foods, foods that are nutritionally balanced and 20% come from them. Um, that highly processed foods. So, guys, that is food quality and quantity wrapped up again in a really sh- small nutshell. And I and I hope you understood it for one, because otherwise that would have been a waste of my time, would. <laughs> but I hope you understood it, and I hope it gave you a little light bulb in there somewhere. I think for me, uh, what I've had on feedback in the past is the the energy balance of easily absorbed energy and less absorbed energy, and people are saying like, "Wow." That totally makes sense because all I've ever thought is 200 calories is 200 calories, whereas actually it's not that simple. And what I want you to remember, guys, on food quality, just before we wrap this one up, is that people are clever. Marketing is clever. And just because something says healthy on the label, if you can't look at it and know what it is straight off, then it's highly processed um, and your body is going to be able to digest it super easy, take the energy from it super easily and it's not going to be as good as a whole meal, so just remember that, okay, so we are going to move on to number three of my big things that are stopping you from achieving your fat loss results, and number three is expectations, so this is a big, they're all biggies, all of these are big ones, but this is a big one, because obviously it ties into the mindset side of things, we are so what's the word, like thrown in our face of over expectations, like this is what you can get in six weeks, this is what you can get in eight weeks, buy my program and you'll get this result in 10 weeks, you know, or something I see so common is like, you know, eight weeks and -and so-and-so lost two stone, 10 weeks and -and so-and-so lost three stone, dropped three dress sizes, but guys, I'm telling you now, these people that are on the, um, you know, the top end of these people selling programs, they're the anomalies. Okay, for the majority of people, fat loss does not happen overnight, especially fat loss of if you have taken maybe if you have put three stone on over five years, why do you expect to come off in 10 weeks, your bodies don't work like that. And the likelihood is if you are losing that amount of fat that rapidly, that diet is not sustainable, you are not living a lifestyle change. And as we all know, the empowered Vision is to create a better lifestyle for you so you don't have to go on a diet again, so you don't have to do a crazy workout regime again. So, setting expectations that not, you know, these people are saying that they're losing X amount of weight in a super short amount of time. That we think, wow, is that real? Is that real? The likelihood is they are an, an anomaly, or no, it's not real because, again, there's no, uh, what you call it, you know, like guidelines for marketing on fitness like people lie I've seen people lie people edit their photos people edit their clients photos it's real guys I promise you I seen something the other day that a girl put up and uh, she was in a bikini and you know she looked lovely she definitely had liposuction because again when you're in my game like you know what fat loss looks like and you know what plastic surgery looks like and she she said you know oh god have been following this program feel great and did not mention plastic surgery but you could hands down 100% tell that she had plastic surgery and the amount of comments off people she was getting like oh my god you look you know you look so fantastic you must have worked so hard and yeah social media is deceiving for expectations so just remember that that's my big number one is do not let social media social media um set unrealistic expectations um for you and if you have got a big fat loss goal that you are looking to achieve guys the best way to do that is to just get into a lifestyle change and really start to enjoy that process rather than just being fixated on the end goal because being fixated on an end goal and not thinking about the process and not enjoying the process wow you are going to be miserable and you know i don't want that for anyone so like i said give yourself realistic expectations. Now, I'm not going to give you a number per se, because everybody is different. What this comes down to is how committed you're going to be to the process. And, you know, taking into account social occasions, taking into account holidays, and weekends away, all of these things are going to be little road bumps in your progress. But if you aim for a lifestyle change, they're not going to be massive significant, oh my god, you know, I didn't follow the guidance for one day. So what's the point? If you do a lifestyle change, they're literally going to be, I had a weekend away, and it was gorgeous. And now I just get back to normal life. And that's what we want when we are in a, um, you know, a longer fat loss journey that we're going for. So really just set your expectations, taking into account holidays. Something I always do with my clients when they first sign up with me is I get them to give me their social occasions or their holidays that they've got coming up. So we can work it into a fat loss phase. So again, you'll notice that I call it fat loss phase and not necessarily a diet, Uh, not because I'm against diet, but I just feel like people's the majority of people when we say diet isn't what I would use that terminology for. So I just say fat loss phase, because you've got fat loss phases, maintenance phases, muscle building phases, lifestyle phases. And so when we say fat loss phase, I am talking about being in a calorie deficit, and you know, having like a step target, stuff like that to aim for fat loss, basically. So, as I said, fat loss phase um, and setting your expectations. So, what you could say as an example is, right, I'm going to go for a fat loss phase for eight weeks and Then I'm gonna have a week at maintenance, or then I've got a holiday or a weekend away. So I'm gonna have a little break from being in a fat loss phase. And I'm gonna come back. I'll start my second fat loss phase for another eight weeks. And I promise you, your adherence to a diet and to a fat loss journey will massively increase because you've set your expectations of how long you're gonna be on low calorie for, how long you're doing. You know whatever tasks you're doing to get you to that fat loss goal, and you've got a bit of a break in sight. Whereas I see so many people, and they're like, "I'm starting a new diet today." I'm like, "What's the aim? I want to lose a stone and a half. Cool. What's the plan? I'm just going to stay on this diet till I've done it." Guys, I speak to them three weeks later. Oh, I had a chippy. I went out with the girls. What's the point? Came off the diet, and that's because they've got they've they've set unrealistic expectations. They've got no plan in place, and so again, just set your expectations realistically. Get a plan in place and do not be sucked in by social media, marketing coaches that are scammers. Unfortunately, there are people out there like that. Um, and yeah, just set yourself some realistic expectations. And if you don't know what realistic expectations are, reach out to me, reach out to a coach, reach out to a PT and say, look, I'm going on holiday in May. Where are we now? February, March, April, May. So we've got 12 weeks to go. Realistically, I want to lose three stone. Is that is that doable? Now, for me, I would say let's let us lower the let's lower the let's lower the expectations a little bit. Let's look at what your lifestyle is like now, and then we'll come up with a goal together. Because again, so many times I see people and they're like, "I want to lose three stone in you know four months." I'm like, "Okay, this is what's going to be required to do that. Are you willing to do that?" And they're like, "Crap, that's a lot." Yes, it is a lot. Uh, and you know, there are some people out there who would just step up to it and do it, but the majority of us, like I always say, need a lifestyle change, not a drastic, no life, no social life solution. So guys, just to summarize on what we've spoke about today, the three big things that are stopping you from getting your fat loss, from getting your fat loss results are number one, is sleep and not getting enough sleep. Now we want to be going for seven to nine hours sleep to manage them cravings, to balance out them hormones, to bring that stress hormone down, to optimally burn fat and to keep our adherence nice and high. Number two, food quality. Not just quantity, 200 calories of a wholesome meal is not the same as 200 calories as a chocolate bar. So, remember that when you're trying to fit in all your bits and bobs on My Fitness Pal, that you want to be aiming for 80% whole foods. Give yourself 20% of whatever you fancy, and um, again, that is going to see your results coming in much faster than having a diet based on processed foods. And number three. Do not set yourself unrealistic expectations, which again, like I said, if you've done that in the past, do not worry. This podcast is about showing you the light on what the majority of us do. And I definitely have seen the majority of people come to me with unrealistic expectations. And when I explain to them, look, that's what's gonna take to get to that. So why didn't we ex- either extend the timeline that we wanna do it for, or just bring the expectations um, a little bit further down and let's really go for it and get them so I hope that helped today guys and remember focusing on fat loss really is about a lifestyle change if you want to be in it for the long run and I'll do a whole I'll do a whole other episode on lifestyle change but yeah I really don't want you to be skipping the basics so if you are counting calories and you are doing workout regimes look at your sleep look at your food quality and look at your expectations because nailing them three first before we look at the calories and and you know the workouts and stuff like that they're going to set you off in the right direction by missing them out and running before we can walk the likelihood is we will fail at some point because one of them will give so don't give up guys you will get there i hope you found this helpful i hope you hope you found it informative And if you have got any questions, please reach out to me uh, via my Instagram at underscore em.powered and I shall see you next time. Have a great day.